Good morning. Welcome to this week's episode of Coffee with Jim and James. James, before we get into this, I think I have to take you back in time to where we first met Dan. Okay, you may not remember this, but you and I were sailing in the South China Sea on our way to Jakarta. And we were passing by that deserted island, deserted, with smoke signals going up. And we got out our Morse code, and I thought it was SOS, but no, it's spelled UPSCO. But anyways, we went up to the island. I thought it might have been, you know, the castaway movie, Tom Hanks. But who was it? Dan Pajak. We said, Dan, get on our ship. We'll take you to safety. And Dan, great. Except I want to see your log. I want to see your credentials. When was the Coast Guard last inspection done? That's the type of man Dan Pajak is. James, do you remember that incident? Or is that I don't. all in my head? That's all make-believe. And Dan doesn't remember. I can tell by the way he's shaking his head. No, I'm never clueless. happened. Never no. happened. You Dan, made welcome. all that up in the last three minutes. Huh? I'm telling you, he yeah. he does that. That's his gift. Uh, that's his brilliant. Power. Yeah. Dan, welcome to the show. For those that don't welcome. know Dan Pajak, he is the co-owner of Upsco. Dan, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a real honor. Yeah, well, we'll ask you that again later and see if, it's, <laughs> <laughs> if that thing holds up. <laughs> Seemed like the right thing to say. And and <laughs> you know, as as Jim likes to believe, maybe that we've met before. Dan and I actually just met in the pre-show. Yeah. Um, but I've heard great things about you, Dan. I hope you can live up to it. Well, I'll do my best. Thank you. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure, right there, isn't it? No big deal. Dan, let's let's bring our audience in. You and I have had some really fun conversations lately. And I, I almost say that they're in the, the realm of thought leadership. And, you know, the industry is so wide and we're so diverse with everything. But one topic came up that really struck me. And the passion that you have for it was incredible. And it was talking about core values. And it's not just core values of a company where they're on the wall and you pass by them and nobody ever sees the, the picture with them on there. But you really brought it into light as you know, living, eating, breathing them, not just at corporate, but also, you know, starting with family and such. Right. So I wanted right. to bring up that subject today because I, I was fascinated by it. I truly was. So, um, core values. Yeah. yeah they're, uh, they play, as you said, they play a big part in, in what we do both here at home and, and at the office. Uh, just a real quick story. Last night I was hanging out with my son. His name is Cole. He's 23 years old. And of course, he's home after an undergraduate degree. Uh, so we're thrilled about that. But uh, uh, I was telling him I was going to be sitting back enjoying a cup of coffee with Jim and James and talking about core values. And uh, he started to chuckle. He said, uh, do you remember when we did the core values exercise? And shortly thereafter, I kind of drove home a point about how committed I was to core values. I, it, I, I wasn't thinking. So just to give you a little background, about 10 years ago, when our kids were teenagers, we sat down with a big stack of flashcards, and each flashcard had a, uh, a word on it, something that represented a core value, happiness, joy, uh, integrity, uh, faith, all those things. And I, I said, now, you pick 10 of them, 10 of them that mean something to you, that really resonate for you. So we all picked 10, and now that then we're supposed to whittle them down to five, and these five have to be your driving core principles, your guiding light, if you will, because okay. you know there's a lot of challenges in life. You got to make decisions, right? And you need something to fall back on to make this decision, and hopefully it's the right decision. So he he picked his five. He was ready to rock. So shortly after that, we I was outside, and I thought, you know, I'm going to em employ him to give me some hand out in the yard. So 
I, I grabbed a shovel, took him over to an area where we were going to plant a tree. I said, now, I, dig a hole. I want it about this big, and I'll be back in about 20 minutes to check in on you. I came back 20 minutes later. The shovel's on the ground. There's no hole, and there's no coal. So <laughs> I'm a little miffed. So I run into the house, and I'm looking for him. Where do I find him but sitting on the couch? I said, Cole, what's the deal? I asked you to dig a hole, and here you are uh, hanging out. He said, Dad, it, you know, it just wasn't for me. I followed my core values. I go, what do you mean you, felt, you, uh, you followed your core values? He said, yeah, Dad. If you, if you remember, one of my core values is leisure. I said, well, yeah. that's, that's really good to know. Yeah. So I guess the moral of the story is uh, make sure you review your teenager's core values before they set them in stone. But <laughs> Dan, yeah. how, so, is that, how does that translate, you know, in the business world at Upsco? Um, tell us a little bit about those core values. Well, like I said, it's really, they're, they're the heart and soul of, of uh, I think, a strong, sustainable company. Um, every individual within the organization plays a part, right? And uh, they're faced with making decisions on a daily basis. And uh, we as a company, uh, we, we, we established a, a, a group of core values to help people make those decisions. Uh, you know, really, they're the foundation because without a, without a strong foundation, it's just like a building. Uh, the framework's yeah. going to crumble over time. So, um, you know, there's an old saying that birds of a feather flock together. Well, you know, if those birds have the proper guidance and leadership and, and purpose, we're all going to fly in the same direction to the same destination. So I think with that in mind, our core values, the way we structured them, we really wanted to make them be universal truths. Because so many times you see a lot of companies out there that have these core values that no one can really attain. They, they just don't. Uh, some people just don't have that inherent ability within them. But if you focus on things that, that are universal truths out there, that people that, that really resonate for people that uh, they can utilize at home and in their communities and at work, then it just makes them a, a better human being. So, um, you know, for that, we just wanted those virtues to really uh, drive what we do at Upsco. So I don't I mean know if you... Yeah, let me just hop in real quick because I, before I forget this, did you go through the same exercise with the Upsco team where, I mean, did you establish the core values and say, everybody, here they are? Or did you almost say, all right, everybody write down what's your most important given to me and we'll see where the synergies lie? Or how did that, how did that take place? A combination. You know, I really, I, I, I felt strongly about certain things and that they had to be uh, human virtues that we can all attain and aspire to. Uh, but with that in mind, we had a group of people, uh, and it was a big brainstorming session and, and you know, we got everyone involved. So that they felt a part of it and that, the, that it truly resonated for, for, uh, you know, they were the right, we didn't have everyone in the company, uh, but we, uh, got a, got a good sampling and made sure that whatever we came up, we felt confident would resonate for everybody. Yeah. And Dan, one thing that, that we do internally and, you know, it kind of goes with the commitment we have really with the industry, which is continuous improvement. And I know one thing they, you know, they teach us with core values, mission, vision, things like that is always to kind of, you know, circle back with your team every couple of years, every year, you know, something to, to at least make sure your true north is still true north, right? Is that something right. you guys do over there at Upscope? Well, uh, when it comes to the family, yes, because you start out with sure. teenagers and their perspectives change. Absolutely. Uh, with regards to the business, uh, we pretty much cast those into to, uh, stone. Uh, cool. We feel very strongly about them. 
we, we hire to them, we uh, evaluate and nurture to them. And a lot of times uh, you know, it's the chemistry that they establish. And, and for some people, it, it just, oftentimes they come to their own conclusion that you know, maybe these core values just aren't for me. But I, I can't tell you how gratifying it is to, time and time again, when we have a new hire, I'll ask them, so why did you choose Upsco? And they said, well, there's a lot of factors, but I guess the icing on the cake were the core values. I, I really uh, admire and respect them and wanted to be part of something. Um, so uh, we're, we're very proud of them, to say the least. Very cool. Well, Dan, let's, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, oh, boy. You know, in the news lately, uh, I'm sure we've all heard it. But I want to talk a little bit about get, get your you know, view, your insight on renewable, non-renewable discussion. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you're aware, you know, we just met in the pre-show, but I'm sure Jimmy filled you in. But last week, you know, was something else here in Texas. Uh, I'm sure the North was laughing everywhere, but, you know, we're just simply not built for it. And so it, of course, has brought up a lot of discussions this past week, whether, you know, it's the long discussion of fossil fuels are bad or, you know, going green on everything, whatever it is. Um, we're hearing a lot of it. Uh, Dan, can you give us kind of your take on the renewable, non-renewable discussion? Yeah, you hear a lot of it in the news. I, I, I've been in this business almost 35 years, and, uh, yeah. and, and just within the last two to three years, I've never uh, seen such publicity and, and documentaries and a lot of things uh, going on. Uh, out there. And it, it, right now, it almost seems like there's two factions, the, the, the strong environmentalists and the, the uh, uh, capitalists, if you will, if you want to put it that way, as far as the uh, energy producers. And um, it's almost like the Republicans and the Democrats. The, the, it's just very difficult to, to deal with two extreme circumstances when I think the solution to all this is just to come together. Right. And um, uh, you look at our options, and I think the important thing is that as we move forward with developing developing energy policies, we have to really understand and educate our society on on the merits, the science, and the facts behind our energy options. And right now, I don't I don't see a lot of that going on. I just see a lot of emotion. I see a lot of uh, uh, just it's it's remarkable to see people. Uh, the, and I love passion. Passion with purpose is one of our core values. Amen. But uh, passion, when it's driven by emotion, uh, it just leads to uh, poor consequences. So I, I think there needs to be some dialogue out there and really understand and put things in perspective of what we're looking at and facing. I mean, Jim, my God, down in Texas, what, what you dealt with in this, this uh, last week, um, I think if, what, was, what would be one big takeaway for you? after all of this, what, what's the most important thing about your, your energy delivery? Well, and, and I'll take that. I think, I think it boils down to, um, you know, we want stability. Yep. <laughs> no, that you know, I, I, I work in the industry. I'm, I'm a part of this industry, but if there would have been options for me to keep, you know, me and mine safer, um, you know, over that, that time we just went through, then I would jump on that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, and if that comes from diversity, I, I'm aware of that. I'm educated. I'm out in the industry sitting at the same tables as some of these other people. And we have clients that serve both, you know, natural gas and electric. And so, and, and others, right? So for me, you know, when, when I look at me and my family, I don't want to go, I don't want to be in that situation again. 
right? I right. mean, that's the bottom line for me. Yep. Um, now, I'd love for it to be natural gas, you know, because of the industry we serve first and foremost. But I also understand that there's room at the table for other things. Absolutely. There has to be. There absolutely has to be. And, you know, what I heard you say is reliability. That's the yeah. bottom line. And yeah. it's, it's not until our back's up against the wall that we really, really, really gets down to the brass tacks, what's important. Um, so, you know, here in upstate New York, where I live, and a lot of the northern states, we're prepared for extreme weather sure. temperatures, and particularly cold, where the demand on electricity is, is, is the greatest. So yep. for me, I'm very fortunate in my home to have options. Right. I have electric, I have natural gas, uh, a service line, uh, and there's other uh, fuels that I could tap into if I like. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a great position to be in because I've been in this house now for over 20 years and not one single time have I lost gas service. But every year, multiple times a year, my power goes out. Um, and oftentimes for multiple days on end. So, uh, you know, do I want the security of my family put at risk due to the inability of the, the grid to deliver power when it's needed most? And particularly with, you know, when you're looking at uh, the other agenda with renewables, and I'm all for them, but you, you have to appreciate the fact that uh, they're only, they don't operate when, at all the time, all the time when you need them. Yep. I think based on current weather uh, patterns, I, I think the statistics around 25% of the time that they're actually generating power. So they need storage capacity. And without store, right now, the technology doesn't support that. So there has to be a healthy blend of perhaps using natural gas or, and nuclear as a primary source and supplement them with the renewables so we can all strive to achieve that uh, uh, green initiative, if you will. Yeah. But to go from point A to point Z overnight, is that realistic? No, I not mean, with anything. It, and Dan, you, you, you kind of hit it, but we, we, if we go one way, if it's all green or if it's all wind or it's all one thing, I, still we have to educate people that on the backside of that somewhere there's a natural gas plant. There's a, you know, uh, yep. green isn't all green, right? Right. That, that right. you're still not getting away from the biggest part of it. Um, uh, and and, and you have to, you know, the, you have to also can. Oh, go sorry, ahead. interrupt you. <laughs> uh, I I think too we're all we're, we're focusing just on power, but look around us and every all the consumables, all the technologies that have been developed over the years. I'll I'll sit here and argue to no, to no end that energy is the backbone of our society. Every other industry is dependent upon the energy that we can generate. Absolutely. And the energy we can process and, and put them into the forms that enable some incredible human ingenuity. And quite frankly, I think human ingenuity is what we're going to see show up here in the next uh, few years. Some amazing things are going to happen. But the one thing I really want to stress is that with the natural gas industry, we have over 100 years supply. Uh, yeah. When we consume natural gas, we're consuming, we're, we're generating over 50% less uh, emissions, carbon emissions than any other fossil fuel. So the, the infrastructure that's in place, we have close to 3 million miles of pipeline out there. Yeah, uh, It's there to be used. So whether it's in, in the form of natural gas or we inject some cleaner burning hydrogen into it, look at all the, the renewable gas potential that's out there with the agriculture and, and the, the, the landfills and things that we can tap and carbon capture all that uh, uh, methane, put it into our pipelines and deliver it to the end user. And hey, I... I, I wouldn't put it past our industry to be able to create a, a, a net zero carbon emission 
uh, uh, environment in, in, in the decades to come. So, so let's not forget what our potential is. Dan, you, you brought up a, a few points that I wanted to hit on. One was uh, geographic. When I lived in Minnesota for 20 years, I couldn't imagine not having a natural gas fired furnace to get through that winter. Now in the South and Florida, I can't imagine being without air conditioning, you know? Right. So, and again, maybe a solar application at some point could be a good thing for here. You know, you have to think about it regionally and such like that. The other thing I saw a really neat uh, episode on social media, then they were talking about everything we're talking about. They said, equate it to your 401k. Do you take all your money and put it into one area and that's it? Or do you diversify it? And, you know, the people in the audience, well, diversification, well, think of the same thing. There's a lot of good things to have, you know, natural gas, coal, solar, wind, hydro, you know, and then blend them all together and then right. have the best as they can be do what they do the best in the applications that work the best for them. And, you know, yeah, who, who knows 10, 20 years from now, we may be talking about something completely different. That's, that's not natural gas. That's not wind or solar. But we don't because know yet. We yeah. don't know yet. Yeah, in so. fact, Jim, the other day we had uh, Stuart Salters on from uh, APGA and uh, he was talking about the same thing. He said, we got to remember that we have all this infrastructure in place for natural gas. So I love that you brought up that same fact that I, I feel the same way. I think that we can get somewhere to where we can still have all these people still in work, still doing, you know, what they love and, and we need them to be doing, but be innovative and in finding an alternate solution to it. So I love that Absolutely. you brought that up. Yep. Yeah. Just, just like everything, everything has its positive and negatives and, sure. and behind those positive and negatives are people that that uh, operate in, in certain ways and fashions. And, you know, from a standpoint of, of natural gas delivery, uh, the, the uh, NTSB uh, has statistics that show that we're 0.01% uh, accidents. Uh, you know, that's 3 million miles of pipeline. And we have yeah. next to very few incidences of, of uh, uh, accidents. So I think that says a lot for our industry, it really does. Yeah, absolutely. Dan, your passion... Every time we talk on the phone, I, I always enjoy it because it gets, uh, you know, uh, uh, what we plan to have a two to five minute conversation turns into 30 minutes and, and, and they're good. They're robust. They're kind of uh, yeah, very mentally invigorating. So, uh, James, do you mind if I go into this next question or? By all means, steal my thunder. I, I, I have to steal it just because of that, that. Dan, I have to, James and I have to ask this question together. Dan? Do you love what you do? You really need to ask that question. But no, I don't. But you <laughs> Look know. at that smile. You know, I mean, of course. No, I, uh, I, I, like I said, I've been in this business uh, almost 35 years, and I absolutely love it for the simple, per, simple reason. Well, there's three reasons, really. Uh, I think the first reason is that every day we wake up, we play a part in delivering life-sustaining energy. That is awesome. And I think everyone that's out there listening, that's in our industry, be proud of that, man. I mean, yeah. we walk softly, but uh, behind what we do is, is very, very significant. Uh, two, I, I've never once uh, woken up in the morning, looked at myself in the mirror and questioned my integrity. This industry demands integrity. Yep. And if you don't have it, it chews you up and spits you out because yep. we can't take any risks. Yep. And uh, 
So that it, it comes down to the products we put in the ground, the materials, and the people behind it, because not, it all comes down to the people. Uh, and, and that segues into my last reason why I like this business is that I, I have lifelong friends out of this uh, journey. And some of the fi finest people on the planet, at least that I'm aware of. And uh, in that time, I've, I've really encountered some awesome characters that have helped me create some great memories. But, uh, you know, isn't there some like three guys that, that we know that uh, kind of fit that bill? Oh, 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 wait. Look, well, he even brought the zoom bomb background in. <laughs> Just like that. The zoom bomb. I was going to climb out of it, but I, I probably would have hurt myself. Boom. <laughs> Well, guys welcome, guys. How are you? doing? Well, well, well. Look who <laughs> we got on the faces. show. On the act. You guys know each other? You come here often? That's our first time. <laughs> How are you guys? Welcome back to the show. I think y'all are our, our, our longest standing guest, maybe. Gracias. Most yeah, appearances good. on the show. 17 <laughs> times? <laughs> 17 times. 17 appearances. Good good to see you guys. How you guys been? Absolutely. Well, we stole Dan for the day. That was our goal. Um, he's been an awesome guest. And uh, But we, you know, it's exciting to see you guys because we all kind of started this journey together. Um, yeah, that we did. Wild, wild journey. Um, That's coming up on a year. Can you really, believe that? No, I can't. I can't believe I didn't know y'all a year ago. You know? Yeah, that's kind of wild thing, way to think about it, James. Actually, I mean that that is crazy. I knew yeah. Jim. That's unfortunate, but I did. <laughs> I knew Jim's better half. Oh, sorry, Jim. Forgot you were here. Uh, oh yeah, you guys want just me to bring Tammy, and she actually said, <laughs> "Is she, like, she there, please?" Can we go to the show today. That's legitimately the only reason we talked to you. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Well, you guys have done wonders in the industry this year. And, you know, y'all led by example and, you know, we've, we've enjoyed watching it. We shared it with our groups uh, and our folks all throughout. And uh, man, I just couldn't imagine going through this past year with us both not having like a soundboard and, uh, you know, a way to keep our own sanity because Lord knows we didn't have a clue what we were doing when we started. <laughs> much like we started this episode today. Dan said, I trust you, just whatever. <laughs> He's never are. said that phrase to us. That's weird. Oh. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Wait no, a minute. But, wait but, a I, but I think you bring up some good points. I mean, we talked about this in the very beginning when we started doing this for some a bit of normalcy, right? And we thought maybe it would be a couple of months. We really weren't sure how long. And now approaching a year, <laughs> here we are, right? We're, we're almost 52 weeks into doing these shows. And I, I think from our end, um, you know, James, we didn't, we didn't even really know you before this. And, and now like, I can't wait to actually meet you in person. We never have. Yeah. And, uh, and I can say that about a lot of our guests, um, yeah, we've got to meet some really great people and communicate and, and get to know a lot more about the industry and share some of that message to, to other people. So, um, you know, thank you guys for doing what you do. It's been, a, it's been awesome to watch you guys succeed and grow and, and um, do the things that you've done as well. It's been pretty cool. Yeah. I always love when Joe talks because I don't have to say anything after he's talking. Great. That's it. Mic drop and be done. Well, hey, I did want to bring up one thing while I, you know, we oh, have 17,000 Upscope people on our, on our show today. Um, Y'all have an expo coming up Yep. Uh, pretty quick. I think it's what, March 16th? 16, 17, 18. Yep. All, all three days. Y'all shamelessly plug it. 
real quick. All the way. Go ahead. Yeah, so we, we did a, we did an expo back in December that was fun. We had a good time with it, and, and Chad and I spent a lot of time learning. Uh, the first one was not not without its own, without snafus. Um, but we, we thought, you know, again, in this time, we, we're kind of still dealing with this pandemic, and we're not able to get to things um, like we used to. You know, we Jim, you and I have been to a million trade shows together. Um, yep. And uh, we wanted to just be able to continue, you know, just giving to the industry and allowing to people to have an educational platform where they can come and learn. So, um, you know, Chad and I have worked on this pretty pretty much every day for the past uh, probably five, six weeks. Um, but we're excited to bring it. It's a Corrosion Expo. We have some of the greatest minds and some of the best presenters in the industry um, talking about, you know, things from basics of cathodic protection and corrosion all the way to topics I can't even say because I don't even understand <laughs> So um, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And again, you know, it, it, we've also gotten, gotten to meet some really interesting people that we wouldn't have had an opportunity to meet in that regard as well. So it, it's free. Um, we are all able to offer uh, professional development hours. Um, we've put together a little tandem thing with AMP, um, which is formerly known as the artist, formerly known, known as NACE and, and the other organization <laughs> that I can never remember, Chad. You want to fill me uh, SPC? Is that it? And SSPC, yeah. Yeah, so um, they've been really gracious with their time. We have two of their employees, directors, that are going to be doing the keynote um, speech. So we're, we're really thankful for them. Um, and it should be a lot of fun. It's like I said, it's free for everybody. So join if you can, and maybe you can learn a little bit of something. I know um, I don't have a corrosion background. I've been in the industry for going on 11 years, and I don't really know that much about corrosion. So I'm pretty excited to watch some of the things just so I can learn a little bit more about, you know, what some of these people do that we talk to every day. So. Mm-hmm. So glad he said that. I don't feel bad for not having a corrosion background. <laughs> Listen, awesome. I, I'm the one with the most corrosion background. There's still things on that schedule that I can't pronounce. So um, <laughs> like even my corrosion background doesn't touch on what some, you know, we have the amazing part to me is we probably have at this point where I think we're three weeks out, we have almost over 75 people in each class already, which is pretty wow. wild. Um, it's it should just be a lot of fun and to, to find that the only thing you left out joe was uh was the www.upscoexpo.com we got stuck in the www thing yesterday because i couldn't say it right worldwide web thanks worldwide web. i got yeah. you. i had your back on that i was about to ask where where they could go. <laughs> that's awesome and, and you answered and you answered that it was free which was my other question so hey guys it's been a blast dan you've been an awesome guest uh Jim, thank you you want to take us home? Yeah, let me take us home. I, I have to tell you, you know, Dan brought it up that this business, this industry is built on relationships, network, um, ethics, everything. And I have to say in a very serious note, this is an example of a very micro example that people come together for the good of the industry, bringing different knowledge, different skill sets, you know, and we're always learning in the industry. And that's a really I hate, I, I'll say it fun. It's fun that we have the ability to say, I want to learn more about corrosion or whatever. And our peers support us in that. It doesn't matter where we are in our journey in the energy industry. We always try to be better and be safer. And that's wonderful. And this is just a great example of it. The expo is a phenomenal example of it. So please audience do go to upscoexpo.com register. It's free. Um, and it'll be fun. You can meet some interesting people, learn some great things. Please do that. Again, our thanks, James, and I want to thank Dan for coming on today. You have been absolutely uh, um, a joy to talk to and very, very passionate, and that's great to see. We thank Connections for Life for doing a fun little Zoom bomb today. 
bringing it all together. And I will say again, we're going to do a, a year anniversary show soon. So everybody be on the lookout for that. So on behalf of everybody on the screen and James and I, thank you for joining us for this edition of Coffee with Jim and James. And we will see you next time. Until then, please, everyone, always stay safe. Have a great day and we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks, Sam.